Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. High atop the radio world in the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in what's left of Portland, Oregon. (laughs) And uh, we welcome all of our affiliates on the Barbecue Nation radio network and the Sun and Vision networks. She knows more about barbecue than probably anybody on the face of the earth. And when I say not just the cooking aspect, but the organizational aspect, the historical aspect and all that. Got Carolyn Wells with us. Today, one of the founders and was the executive director of KCBS for a long, long time. So we're going to talk to Carolyn in just a minute. Uh, Barbecue Nation is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended from the heart of the Pacific Northwest. So we like to thank those folks as usual. They do a great job over there. And our music is um, played a little Santana for you today in between the breaks. Uh, Welcome, Carolyn, my friend. How are you? I'm great, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me on. Ah, it's been a while. So it has. We've had lots of changes at KCBS since the last time you were on. And um, why don't you just run down a few of them with us and kind of give us an update? Well, um, as you well know, we have a new um, a CEO, mm-hmm. and her name is Emily Detweiler, and she is um, she's just. Um, She's blazing a trail, I have to tell you. She's doing lots of wonderful things, and um, it, it's given me a time to not worry about this for twenty four seven and <laughs> to pursue some uh, to pursue some things that have been on my wish list, which is documenting our history and um, and telling the stories of the people who um, who uh, who who make up our uh, our favorite food group. Sure. So, and it's just been it's been uh, a transition, of course, and with the with the uh, pandemic, we've uh, we've had to cut staff, and we have had to cut. But well, going to we're just now coming back to the office, um, and we're of course masking and all those other uh, requirements. Right. Um, drastic change in that. That our 500 contests are now we haven't had we've had like 14 since the first of the year. So, um, but we are starting to have contests again, and that's good. But of course, they're much more restricted than they were. No public, um, no, um, and that the judges have to be six feet apart and all those. So we've but uh, uh, just been a great deal of time getting those things so that it, it it's for the protection of everyone while in being able to stay into business. Right. Thinking of new ways we can still gather because that's how you are. Our, our cooking members are so eager to get out and cook. And it's, um, a, it's so 
in the couple of contests I've been to since we've we're putting our toes back in the water um that the contests that were on the schedule that wanted to stay on the schedule on, on this this year um and they have worked beautifully it's been um they're they're you know barbecue people are pretty um pretty resilient uh they are resilient and they're uh, very opinionated and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> very passionate i excuse yes me, it says um and and they tend to be um uh, uh they tend to be obstinate when they want to be obstinate, but uh, you know they're not kicking back hard on this. It, it's uh, because they know that if we have to do what the rules are in that jurisdiction to um, to stay for the, for that to be a part of our lifestyle. Yeah. So anyway, so we're we're now having contests again. Um, they're unfortunately some most of well, not unfortunately, it's fortunate, but um, so when we have to reschedule contests to later in the year, that means they're all going to be on top of each other in the uh, the late third and the fourth quarter. And of course, this is not the garden spot of the world in the fourth quarter. Um, it, you know, uh, it gets a little cool. Yeah. Um, it's not like being in Florida or the North California. <laughs> anyway, so we're uh, we're trying to adjust to that because all the all the the contests are going to be on top of each other, and then the teams tend tend to rap about that too. But they're you know they're they're they want to cook. We want them to cook. We want them to be happy. Um, it, but then then we have a judge a judge problem because many of our judges are seasoned citizens. And um, I like and the way you they, say that they they can't uh, bear they can't take the chance on the exposure. Sure. So, so it looks like we're going to have to train a whole bunch of new people too to judge. Um, but in trying new events, we started a thing called um, we're testing it, and so far it's gone well. We had a one day front porch rib fest so here at the office. So they had 16 teams cooking one thing, ribs. So they they came in that morning, they set up, they cooked, we judged, we tabulated. It was over by three, and they were out the door. So it's a one-day contest. No spend, you know, spending the night. Social distancing was um, adhered to, and you know, it was. It everybody really seemed to like it. Good. So it was, um, uh, it, and it, and the points count toward in that one category toward toward team of the year points. So it's sure. a way we can we can stay in business without um, putting undue stress on cooks or judges or organizers. <coughs> Pardon me. No. And they can um, they can still participate, but they can also. You know, be home at night. They don't, uh, and you don't have to worry about the um, the the normal. Um, you know, the, it's easier to control the the sanitation part, the social distancing part, and the and it's just um, it's 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 a great way to spend a sunny afternoon. You know? <laughs> 
Well, yeah. I mean, you know, throw a few hundred pounds of ribs in on top of it. What more could you want? Yeah. You know. That, right. So you just, uh, we spread the love as we find it, and then people are wanting to buy into it, and we're trying to, of course, attract um, um, a, a, a younger, uh, so a, a younger audience, so, because it's, um, because if we catch them early, that's the way we'll keep them. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a part of their life. So it's, um, and we're doing kids' cues there that's only good up to a certain point, and then they have to go to the regulation stuff. And of course, they're not at an age where they can really afford doing that. So this is an inexpensive way that they can get their feet wet and, and, uh, and that we can still have the sense of community that we've always had. And, and uh, and um, the, it, of just practicing Americana. Sure, sure. How have the sponsors held with you? Uh, sponsorship is generally down because it, most of so many businesses are closing. But they're we you know we still um, we still. Well, I'll give you another little story. Sure. Um, the the mayor's office called the office. Um, a couple, well, about a month ago, and we and said, you know that there is a that Henry Perry was is the father of Kansas City barbecue. Henry Perry came um, to Kansas City from Memphis in uh, the early 1900s, and he set up a, a stand on a uh, in the garment district and uh, sold barbecue sure. to the workers. And then, so that spread. He 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 kept moving up, moving closer to the, the to 18th and 9 to the Jazz Center. And so, um, anyway, he it, it, he ended up having three restaurants. He was he had taught um, he he mentored uh, many other people. Uh, oh, and by the way, they mentioned at that time. And this was in the early 1900s. That he said there were over one thousand barbecue stands in Kansas City. I mean, just think of that. <laughs> That's like one on every corner almost. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> For that early, but so anyway, um, it uh, Henry Perry. It was um, he came here from Memphis, and he he always professed and obviously worked that, that he had a a knack with uh, hardwood and coals and smoking slow and low. Sure. And so so you could buy for 25 cents, you could buy, you know, like a rack of ribs, you could buy uh, uh, beef ribs, pork ribs, um, uh, which at the time, of course, were junk meat, but they're, you know, he had, he's, he had done his magic with them. Um, and, or chicken, or he actually even included groundhog and possum and, and, uh, raccoon and probably some other things we don't even want to know about. Um, roadkill in the newspaper for 25 cents. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, the Henry had, um, appreciated his, uh, his friends and neighbors supporting him for years. And so on the 3rd of July, he, um, he did a picnic or a barbecue 
for them, and the very young and the old got free barbecue, and I guess they charged the other the people in between. But uh, uh, <clears throat> so he, he fed you know thousands of people. Sure, so it was hard work, but it was fun. Sure, we got to take. Everybody was really happy to do it. We got to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to be back with Carolyn Wells from KCBS right after this. Don't go away. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the uh, Sun uh, Broadcast Group Radio Network. Uh, I'm JT, your host. We're talking with Carolyn Wells today. Real quickly, if you'd like to email us, um, you can do info at thecowboycook.com, info at thecowboycook.com, or you can go to barbecuenationjt.com, and you can email us through that website. Also, Facebook, of course, we've got that, Barbecue Nation with JT. Um, and uh, Twitter, we do, we do all, we've got a ton of platforms and social media things out there, so you can find us instead of me listing everything for you here. Also, um, we're going to be having some subscriptions uh, that we're going to give away starting in a couple, three weeks here from National Barbecue News. We do that every year. And so Kel Phelps and his crew down there in Georgia, um, they've been putting in a lot of long hours for that uh, magazine right now. Now, let's get back and talk with Carolyn Wells from KCBS. I wanted to ask you, I was thinking about this driving into the studio this morning, Carolyn, since you started you and your husband and handful of other people, and you started KCBS, did you ever think it would get to this point? I mean, it's, it's good. It's all good. But did you ever think it would get like this big? Uh, no, I have people ask me that. <laughs> no, it was uh, all we wanted to do is take beer and cook big old hunks of meat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they got to be uh, a thousand members, uh, my husband Gary wrote uh, a letter to the the thousandth member and uh, welcomed them. He said, "I can't give you any money for doing this, but uh, uh, welcome is our one thousandth member." and uh, uh, happens so uh, you know, we've uh, at least probably way, way beyond that um, but that person is still a member by the way oh well good so it, yeah <laughs> it's um, um, it, it just you know we're the most regional sounding um, of the barbecue groups but we we happily have the uh, uh, broadest reach since we're worldwide. Yeah, you are worldwide now. And so um, if any, if people listening to the show, if, if you follow this at all, or you can get on uh, the KCBS website, obviously we would encourage you to join, but you can look, <coughs> excuse me, at a list of events and you can find them not just in the Midwest or the South or the Northeast, whatever, but you see them in, in Germany and Canada and uh, Australia, all over the place now, and uh, right. that's that's pretty interesting to me. Well, and you know, they all want to. They want all want to be able 
to cook against the Americans. Yes. Since since it, we generally can say that uh, the barbecue was perfected. We didn't invent it, but we did perfect it. Not we personally, but the, the, um, the, the culture. And so they want to be able to absorb the, all the nuances that have been have evolved over the competition world. Yes. Um, like we both we started out with uh, Weber kettles and and um, beer Weber kettles and, <laughs> and pup tents and now it's motorhomes and mobile kitchens. Yeah. Right? And so or not it it yeah it, it, trailer model everything and <laughs> all the bells and whistles the flavor profiles the the uh, um, oh, as you well know the specialty meats the you know wagyu the yes the every you know but you know a prime biscuit or prime brisket is a uh, is actually a oxymoron but it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I mean brisket it traditionally is is um, a really, really tough, hard to cook piece of meat. And now that you've got some super, super, they're not hybrids, but super you know, growing techniques and and, uh, and some, a lot of masseuses for cattle, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> you know, it takes a while. It's not something that you can, um, I, re- I remember that talking to somebody, and this has been quite a long time ago, but talking to somebody and they were saying, Oh, we're going to have a, we're going to cook a brisket like on Sunday for the family. And it's like, and I was thinking the way they were talking was kind of the traditional way of throwing it in the oven. Cause that's the way they were presenting it to me. You know, they were ah. going to throw it in the oven and they were, it was going to be in there all day and they were going to go to church and they were going to do this and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I was wrong. They, uh, they waited until they came home from church evidently. And this is the story I got later that, and they had thrown it on the grill and tried to cook it in about two hours and they weren't very pleased with it, you know, oh, shoe leather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little tough, so um, yeah. I think we I think we've come uh, a fur piece, so they would say that uh, you know, and in the way the technique and the and even the um, the smokers and cookers that we use, and you know, and now there's there's all kinds of opinions, uh, low and slow, hot, fast, rapid, you know, do all kinds of things like that. Um, I'm more of a traditionalist takes me you know all day to cook a brisket and part of the night type thing but yeah um but that's okay if it comes out good and you like it knock yourself out that's my thoughts amen yeah that's true yeah it works and that's like in competition in in uh in ribs you know that um it, people love falling off the bone right uh, ribs yeah and in our in our world those are uh overdone yeah no, I agree. World. I mean, why and do you go to all that? You take a bite and it comes off clean and that's the, but you still got meat left on the bone. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, I've never figured that out. I mean, I'm kind of a linear thinker, I guess, because 
why would you go all the, to that trouble to prepare and cook the ribs and then pick them up and have everything fall off? If you want to do that, just cut the meat off the bone and throw it in a pot, you know? Um, yeah, boil it. Boil yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> throw some sauce and onions on it at the end, and there you go. Um, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll pass. But uh, thanks for trying. We're going to take another break. We're going to be back with Carolyn Wells, the founder, one of the founders of KCBS, and uh, you're listening to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Broadcast Radio Group Network. Be right back. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. Uh, this portion is brought to you by Painted Hills Natural Beef. From the heart of the Pacific Northwest comes a beef product you can feel good about. In fact, it's the way nature intended. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Uh, if you want to listen to the podcast versions of these shows, which are especially the after hours, which are hilarious sometimes, um, you can just find us on SoundCloud, on Captivate, on uh, Chartable, on iTunes, on Pandora, on Google Tunes. We're out there. I think there's 14 or 15 of them now out there. So we're actually breaking some new records for downloads and stuff. So that's really good. And uh, if you want to email us again, you can go to Barbecue Nation. That's bbqnationjt.com. You can email us through there, or you can just send it to me directly at info at the cowboycook.com. Um, you know, Carolyn, the other day I told my daughter, if she sees me talking to myself, don't worry about it. I'm just having a staff meeting. So <laughs> that's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty much true. Um, <laughs> anyway, she, cause she worries about me, I think sometimes. And I think there's, validation to that concern but anyway it's all good especially when you're quarantined especially when you're quarantined yeah the um how have you seen over the years the the changes in the actual techniques of cooking did we start out when you guys were doing weber kettle and budweiser and pup tents was it the same as it is now or have we refined that to a science well, it's it's still um, it's still slow and low, but now it's you know you have uh, the TSDs, thermostatically controlled devices, right? Where you can temp it to to what you want it to be, and then when it reaches a certain when the probe reaches the, the proper temperature, it dings and you take it off or you know, so yeah. it's, it's more of a, it, a lot of people use those. Other people still prefer to uh, say if you're doing a large, if you're doing a pork butt or a shoulder, that they prefer the touch method because they've, they've done it that way a long time and that they, it, they know what the right feel is to the fingertips. Sure, sure. So, um, so yes, it, it has evolved, but it also is very much uh, tethered 
if you will, or not tethered. It's not tethered at all. It's it's just devoted to it, the tried and true ways. Yeah. Of uh, of, of the tradition. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you can cook it faster, but again, you're going to get shoe leather, or you're going to, or if you cook it overcook it, you're going to get mush. You know, so. Um, I mean, the, the the end game is still the same. That what I've seen evolve though is the, are the pl- flavor flavor profiles, the um, the, the experiment the, uh, experimenting of mixing woods, or using picking specific woods for certain things. Yeah, like apple is great for one thing, and um, you know, in Texas it's mesquite and or post oak, which is posts, which is what it is meant to post. Yeah. 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 So, the stuff you uh, can't nail wire to because it's so damned hard, you know, that's yeah. <laughs> that stuff. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, it, it's the layers of flavor from the flavor profiles. Like you start with a, um, a, a sweet and then it goes to heat to the back of the mouth. And that's a, and, and it's very pleasant. Yeah. Hopefully in most cases. Uh, unless your ears start steaming with the, uh, so uh, <laughs> there's just it, it, there are so many ways to enhance flavors and uh, to to um, but you know it salt and pepper's great salt and pepper sugar and this little cayenne you know that all those things are fine and and it, so you know. M- I guess my main thing is cook to what your family likes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what you like, you know, it's, it's your, it's your taste buds and they're probably going to inherit your taste buds as well. So it's a, um, and if people think that ribs should be gray and, um, and soggy or drowning in sauce, then that, that's, you know, go ahead and eat them that way. I don't care. <laughs> It's just a shame. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, you can't it, fix everything. <laughs> no, you can't fix everything. And it's, um, you know, one of those things where I, you know, like you, I've eaten more than my fair share of barbecue over the years. To me, it's like um, I've been told many times, oh, this is the greatest stuff in the world. And it's fine. It's good. It's not the greatest stuff in the world, but it's not the worst stuff either. A lot of times when I'm eating at somebody's house and and they they don't say anything, they just cook it and they put it on the table and they're not really looking for affirmation or anything and you bite into it and it's really good, you know, that they've really taken the time to put things together and to do it correctly. Then that's mm-hmm. when they get the kudos from me. It's like, man, this is really good. But I just don't like to say this is the best stuff you're ever going to wrap your lips around. Generally, it's not. It, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. But for, and I hate to use the pun, but old seasoned veterans like us, it's it's usually not going to, you know, flip our wigs. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, like that. So, and I think my thoughts are always if people kind of stay with the basics and maybe tweak that one flavor in there, maybe it's garlic, maybe it's sweet, maybe it's spicy a little bit. So it's not overwhelming. 
those are usually uh-huh. some of the better ones that you you get to sample. You know that you get to try. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I. Uh, I'm kind of getting persnickety in my old age, I guess, about that stuff. <laughs> but, but you know, it, it's just one of those things. But uh, I don't think in all the things I've cooked and on television and all that, I don't think that I've ever said, this is the absolute best thing you're ever going to eat. You know, this this rack of ribs or this, you know, coleslaw or whatever it is. Uh, I don't think I've ever said that because there's always somebody when you look at their plate, when you're cleaning up that didn't like it. And if it was absolutely, absolutely the best thing that you ever ate, you would never have any leftovers. So that's exactly, that's the way I look at things anyway. That's right. Or sometimes you can just eat so much that you just can't eat anymore. True. True. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'll tell you, here's a little secret folks about the old cowboy cook here. If you put a, plate or a bowl whatever you serve it in of corn on the cob and it's hot and it's cooked properly uh and you give me a cube of butter and some little bit of salt i'm good i don't have to eat anything else i love that stuff so much my wife gets tired and we're not having corn again tonight are we (laughs) (laughs) uh i am (laughs) you know but uh you know there's just certain things like that but you know uh, as far as the barbecue goes um, I'm always interested in what people are doing. I'm always interested in what techniques they're doing or, or what cookers they're using in that. But I've just never, I guess I came out of such a competitive background in my other world that I used to troll around in that I never liked anybody self-proclaiming that they were the best or their ribs or chicken or steaks or whatever were the best. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. Yeah. And, and yeah. uh, well, and and the, the 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 truth of the matter is that those uh, um, those winningest techniques or whatever it is that that's cyclical, and then when the fall comes, it's um, when it's not your your week in the barrel. It's uh, you you're yeah. uh, it's hard to take, especially yeah. for lots of guys. Yeah, it is. It is, and. You know, I, I think I'm all, you know, I'm a big Twitter fan because I think some of Twitter just personally, if it gets really nasty or too political or something like that, I just get rid of it. But I like to watch a lot of the, the, I have a lot of barbecue people I follow and follow them on Facebook and stuff like that. I, I want to see what they're doing, see their technique if they share it. And, um, you know, it's just interesting to me because I like it. That's what I why I do this show. But, you know, um, it's always interesting also to see this new person's new technique. And then you kind of really sit back and analyze it and go, well, you know, it's not much different than Billy Bob's over here or Susie George over here like that. Mm-hmm. There's only there's only so much you can actually do. And then you've really got to depend on the quality of the meat and how you cooked it, not so much the seasoning or how you cut it. That's my thoughts. What are yours? Absolutely. Um, my my um, great friend Jim Tab has it, had the perfect description of barbecue. Um, it, it's all made of five elements. One is the smoker or the, the cooking unit. Mm-hmm. One is the fuel so the wood, the charcoal, whatever, um, the the protein, 
this evening, and the uh, most elusive of all, the expertise of the chef. Yes, and sometimes that can they're be all, elusive. They are all, um, they're all highly controversial, but it, it, it's five simple elements, but it's hard as heck to get them all right at the same time. Yeah, it is. It really is. Without lots of practice. So I want to ask you a quick question, and then we got to go to break. But I really, I really miss the '90s when bread was still good for you, and nobody knew what the hell kale was. How about you? <laughs> or gluten? Or gluten? Or gluten? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, just again, again, one of my little random thoughts there. But we're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. Be back with Carolyn Wells in just a minute. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef everybody welcome back to uh what the hell are we doing here? Barbecue Nation. Of course we are. We're with Carolyn Wells today from KCBS. She is the co-founder and executive director of the Kansas City Barbecue Society, which happens to be the world's largest organization of barbecue enthusiasts. Carolyn, well, one thing we haven't talked about very much in all our interviews, she's won over 150 awards in barbecue cooking. Uh, and uh, she developed into an accomplished, accomplished and innovative pit master is what you're uh, uh, bio said, and she is a member of the prestigious KCBS Hall of Fame and in her, uh, earned her, I should say, PhD, which is a uh, doctorate of barbecue philosophy. There, I got it all in, finally. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, congratulations to you. Um, Thank you. Where do you see KCBS headed? Um, you put on your prognostication hat, Carolyn, and tell me, you know, five years down the road, COVID's gone, hopefully, and all that. Where, where do you see KCBS going and doing? I, I see it as um, expanding um, because we're taking on new sorts of things, uh, uh, types of, uh, you know, different proteins we like we do some things for um, uh, turkey smoke, say. That, yeah. uh, you know, turkey is not just for Thanksgiving anymore. It's it's a, it's a, an anytime food. And um, so we're taking on different proteins. We're expanding those types. And we can, you know, we've, we've done oysters. We've done steaks. We've done uh, game, fowl. Um, um, and not so much um, reptiles, but um, <laughs> you know, fish. Uh, <laughs> I, I have seen uh, some reptiles, but um, it, it, you know, but they're hard to eat. <laughs> well, they're real chewy, and um, I did see not long ago, and I've mentioned it on the show a few times, where a guy cooked a whole camel. I don't know if you saw that, oh, dear. but. Now. When I saw it, and he was he had this huge oil drum, and when I say oil drum, if you had oil heat growing up, 
it was one of the, it was like a thousand gallon drum. Okay. Yeah, a thousand gallon drum. Yeah. yeah. And he's had this thing and it was all skinned and ready to go in there. And I thought, is he cooking a buffalo? What is that? Because of the hump, you know? And I'm like, no, that's, that's, a, uh, that's a camel. And oh my gosh. I don't know how long it took. Maybe he's still cooking it because I never saw the after pictures. <laughs> but uh, I did eat some camel when I was in Saudi Arabia. And um, that was some pretty chewy stuff. Um, it didn't, it tastes like camel, I guess. I don't know, but I've seen crocodiles too, or gators, I guess gators. Yeah, I saw a thing yeah. the other day on one of the social media posts, guy had a little gator and he'd cooked the whole thing in the hide and stuff. Now I've eaten gator prepared in restaurants where it, yeah, it does kind of taste like, like chicken. chicken. Yeah, it does do that, but I don't know what it would taste like cooked in the hide. Cause to me, that was a waste either. of a good pair of cowboy boots or loafers when you Cook, yeah, really. <laughs> cook, cook that hide like that, but uh, so you don't think you'll ever get a gator division, for especially for like Georgia and Florida? Oh well, we might. Who knows? <laughs> um, you know, there is a there is a World Corals Championship in Rogers, Arkansas, or there was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how many? What can you do with squirrel? Oh, evidently a lot, but. Uh, and who would ever have thought it? <laughs> That's one thing I honestly have never eaten or never thought about. And I know they eat it in other parts of the country, but I have never chomped on a squirrel. I'm, I'm, I have eaten squirrel and I've eaten, ra- and, but much more rabbit than squirrel. Yeah. I've eaten a lot of rabbit in my life, but not squirrel, nor did I ever eat possum or raccoon or any of those critters. Um, I don't think I ever had the pleasure of that either. But yeah. I hear they're greasy. Yeah, I don't know. I did have some bear one time, and um, that was pretty greasy for me. And uh, maybe it wasn't rendered outright or something. I don't know. Um, um, when I used to hunt, not that people want to hear this, but when I used to hunt and fish a lot, you know, we always had elk and deer and some right. antelope, antelope on occasion or moose on occasion, something like that. But, um, uh, you know, never any of the, I never, I never wanted to go in the woods and try to track down a bear. That just didn't interest me much. You know, it's like, yeah, cause no I'll track you back, you know? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deer, I prefer not to see you as well. Yeah. You know, deer usually, uh, an elk, they'll, they'll run away. And, uh, but sometimes bears are, they're curious creatures, put it that way. Um, do you do you ever foresee where KCBS could actually tie into the bigger culinary schools um, and come in and teach, uh, you know, barbecue section like that? I mean, because like, uh, see, I, I, I do see a tie with culinary schools and like the the ACS, the American Culinary Federation. Yeah. It's a natural tie-in. Yeah. And, um, the, and there, it, as a matter of fact, we had a, we had a junior college, um, <laughs> guy, uh, the professor get his PhD on, he does a, a barbecue class that sells out four times a year. And he, um, it, you know, he has the whole curriculum, the whole, um, they as a scholarship we gave them to, or we awarded them some money for smokers, so I think they got green eggs mainly at that point. 
and I don't know what they have now, but uh, so he got his, he did his thesis on his class, and that was, it's a great thing, and it should be accredited, and now that it's, um, that it's up there with the other first-class foods, because it's, it it earned its way up there, and it was, uh, you know, I, I think I probably relate to you before that it's a very nice feeling when you wake up one day and realize the barbecue is the hot new old food it's uh i like the way you, you say know, that the hot new where, old food yeah yeah where it it, it 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 was no longer a second class food it's the it's the food right now and you know it is because it's every man's food it's not expensive well, it can be, but it's you know generally it's not comparatively speaking right expensive right um and it and we are americana uh anyway <laughs> Carolyn Wells from k c b s uh one of the founders and really the uh cornerstone of k c b s I want to thank you for being with us today, and folks stick around um Carolyn's gonna be on the after hours with us so but thanks, Carolyn. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We will be back uh, next hour um, with uh, Charlie Reimer, my old friend from the PGA. He's going to be talking about how he loves to barbecue and grill uh, that for all the stations that pick up the second hour. And for those of you who don't, uh, you can catch that on one of the uh, platforms. And if not, we'll be back next week. So uh, take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.